three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is the Real Pineapple. This is your humble host Hunter here, and we've got a review here for Dolomite is my name. So since uh, I've got a uh, a guest here, I'm gonna do my best Dolomite impression here. So let me think. What are what do I got? Uh, oh, here we go. My gu- <laughs> my guest might be white, but he's got respect in the hood. Black women love him because they call him KFC because he's finger looking good. My <laughs> friend. <laughs> My friend OJ, OJ, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, that was awesome. Thank you. Not bad for off the top. I'll tell you that. Oh, that that was nice. That was nice. Thank you for having me back yet again. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's 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 a pleasure whenever you're on. And I gotta say, man, uh, you actually beat me to this movie. You actually watched this before I did. Yes. And uh, and you were seeing it spray. So. Quick backstory here. So I had never seen Dolomite. I never seen any of the Dolomite films. My f- second, second, third. No, no. So I did watch Big Money Hustlers with you, yep. which, which Rudy Raymore appears in as Dolomite. Yep. Which is a fucking trip to say the least. Or the ghost of Dolomite. <laughs> yeah. I, which is just it's it's hilarious, but. My, but me, the first time I actually saw Dolomite was with OJ because he's got the box set, which is a great investment, by the way. I, I don't know if anyone would put those in Blu-ray, but they should. They absolutely should because I have it on DVD and I tell you, man, I've seen it like here and there and just never quite lined up with like the finances and everything. But like the the last time I saw it, man, I was like, you know what? Just going for it. And oh man, am I so glad that I did. It's been very entertaining to watch it because we watched, we watched Dolomite a couple times, and Dolomite's yep. actually on Amazon Prime. Uh, uh, if you guys have Prime, which if you don't, like don't you? But I was really curious going in this because we talked about someone like Eddie Murphy. Man, so he's hosting Saturday Night Live in what two weeks, three weeks, something like that. I think three weeks. I think he hosts. Doesn't he host it the same weekend as uh, um, Star Wars? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that weekend on the 20th. I think you're right. Um, so, if you guys have listened to the channel f- uh, for a while, uh, Mr. Church is one of my least favorite films in the last 10 years. I, I f- fucking despise that movie. Uh, Tower Heights, not a fan of. Thousand Words was really bad. Um, Imagine That wasn't great. Meet Dave, that wasn't great. So, you really have to go back. Oh my god, he did I Spy. I actually didn't mind I Spy. But Dream Girls, Dream Girls. Yeah, Dream Girls. But I, I bring up I Spy because Owen Wilson's in that and he's just like an anchor around that movie. <laughs> like anytime Eddie Murphy's kind of funny. Owen Wilson's an anchor on every movie. <laughs> I just, I, I don't hate Owen Wilson, but Luke is definitely the more talented of the Oh, by like, far. Like, like, let's just get that out of the way. So, <laughs> but Dream Girls is 06, so that's been 13 years since I've liked him in something, which... Oh gosh! When, just, when was the last time he was funny? Probably what? I I know Shrek one. Yeah, like I know you're not a fan of Shrek two. I like Shrek two, so, but so we'll just say the original Shrek was oh one. So let's cut the middleman. Let's say two thousand two. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been wait, the PJs. I mean, I remember, sort of remember that. Yeah, the kind of like that claymation looking. Yeah, that, that yeah. was pretty good. I like the I like I like the PJs and. Uh, I wanted Showtime to be good, and it's just it's just not him, De Niro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know and, which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and 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 I'll talk about De Niro next week when we review the Irishman because he's he's kind of been on that Eddie Murphy wavelength. I mean, Joker kind of saved him quite quite a bit because before that, De Niro was doing a you know, dirty grandpa and dumb shit like that. I think, but, I think De Niro was just trying to have some fun with some roles to get paid, like like. Motherfucker, I've been serious all these years. No, I I know, but he's got enough. He's got enough money. He could buy a black woman at this point. Damn. <laughs> right? Which you know, if he could, he probably. Oh, would. I, I don't think so. No, I, don't no I no, I mean, like he he he'd go down to a you know downtown Atlanta buy buy a black shit called Harriet Tubman. You know, it'd be great. Aww, <laughs> but, aww. 
De Niro likes his sister. That's all I'm saying. He does. He does. He does. <laughs> he would buy one. If I, he'd buy him a satin pillowcase, could you know? <laughs> I, I stand by it. But, but going in this movie, all I've been hearing was pretty much universal acclaim for Eddie Murphy. Yep. Which, which, again... Not since Dreamgirls have I really heard everyone just go, he's amazing in this. So, I was concerned going in, because Dolomite, as cheesy as it is, and my God in heaven, it is, it, you can see, like, Dirt Point, you can see the boom mic standing in shots, and, oh, yeah. and some, like, the, the kung fu, and I use kung fu, I'm doing quote marks right now. It, there are times where he's just not even close to hitting him. It, it, it is... A hilariously bad movie, but at the same time, it's so fucking entertaining. You're like, okay. And at the end of the day, a movie is supposed to entertain you. Whatever medium you're digesting something in, it's supposed to entertain you. If it does that at the end of the day, then that's, you know, that's really at the end of the day what people remember. So going into this, this kind of works as a, like a pseudo biopic, kind of, because... Kind of. Kind of, because it's not... I almost compare it to something like uh, A Beautiful Day in a Neighborhood, where it is very much like you get, I think you get enough background on Runeary more to care, and you definitely do get more Dolmite stuff as the film progresses, but it's really kind of more of a... How the movie gets made. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, above it being a uh, standard biopic, but I think for what this is, it works really well, that format. Uh, kind of your thoughts going in. Oh, I completely agree. Um... This was, I mean, okay, I just gotta say, like, the set design, the costumes, everything was fucking rad in this. Yeah. Uh, the way it's shot, I thought, was done really well. Um, so for, how do I put this? Like, for an overall look, they totally, totally nail it. In terms of a driving narrative, it's kind of, it's a trip to, it's like... Going from, like, character creation, like, genesis to, like, an, an end product of a movie being released. Because, like, didn't the original movie get, like, make $12 million or something like that? Yeah, like, a huge smash. Yeah, comparatively to how much it ended up costing. Yeah. Um, so, I, uh, it's, it, because it, it feels like, especially with how the movie ends up leaving off, it feels more like, just like... The movie being the end game, which I, I wouldn't call it a biopic. Yeah. So, because it doesn't touch on, like, what happens after that or anything like that. That That's a fair point. I mean, this gives you kind of the thing at the very end. It says, you know, Dole might make 10 million or I think it was 10 mil. Something made, like that, Made, yeah. like, 10 million dollars to be, like, one of the biggest hits of the year. They wanted me, I think it said seven more Dole might, like, movies starring Dole might or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the character lived on. But I, I think you're the one who brought this up, how... They've been trying to make this apparently for a little while. Like yep. this is not a new, like a super new thing, but unfortunately, you know, we lost Charlie Mur Murphy. You know, rest rest in power, sir. And you brought up a good point. While I love Eddie Murphy in this, and do not misunderstand, I love Eddie Murphy in this. He brought it. He and there's actually one thing about this that makes me love the movie more that I'll get to here in just a second. But you, you kind of wonder what Charlie Murphy would have been like as Ruby Ray Moore. I think. Agreed. Because, you know, uh, Charlie Murphy, of course, you know, you knew from Chappelle's show and, you know, stuff here and there. But this really could have been a star maker for him. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, in that aspect, it's it's very bittersweet that Eddie Murphy is really using this role to really get back in people's good graces. Because, let's be real, he has not been there in a while. People kind of been have been sleeping on Eddie Murphy. Well, Eddie Murphy himself recently said he that he's been in, like, a semi-retirement for the last number of years. So, this is him, as he even put it, uh, getting off the couch. Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think it's fascinating that he was going to do these high-profile sequels. Like, with what he's got lined up after this. Like, I, I'm a little shocked he's going that route. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going back to what's familiar to you. Maybe. Yeah. But, um, but that's a whole other conversation. But, what's interesting about this movie is, of course, Eddie Murphy plays Rudy. And Rudy is very much that that classic hustler you know he uh he is that he's that old uh, he's your drunk uncle at the barbecue talking about how uh you know also he's granddad from boondocks and i mean that in the sense of he was talking about like oh man i was about to you know i 
I, you know, I knew Red Fox, and he happened to go up and talk to one person, and boom, he, he blew up, and you're just like, okay, come on, like, it's like when Granddad talks about how they're related to Jackie Robinson and shit, <laughs> 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 and Riley's just like, why, you know, it's, it's very much that embellishing that Rudy does. I will say to Rudy, every outfit fit he had in here, he has this one red and black uh, kind of like uh, cab driver stock hat with a jacket and pants. Dude, every outfit he had in this movie, I went, I, I would go to a store and buy this no and come to work the next day. Like, hey man, you can get this shit made. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> like I I love the costume. The costume design in the so. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do kind of a weird thing. I'm gonna go over my complaints first because I have so much to praise about this movie. The big complaint I have about this is that uh, Rudy, he basically creates the Dolomite character because they have this one, as they call him, uh, as he calls him, a hobo come in, and he's just talking. He's talking shit. He's coming. Hobo in. talk. Yeah, ho. Yeah, hobo talk. He's trying. He's coming in to uh, you know get some soup. Uh, unfortunately, this hobo does not have a shotgun. But he. <laughs> but but I, I know, right? Great movie if you haven't seen it. But he comes in and is, you know talking that talk, and Rudy kind of you know after walking him out kind of goes, huh? Okay. Ends up chasing him down later that night, and takes a tape clay, uh, t- a tape recorder. Uh, with money he borrowed from his auntie, and goes ahead and goes like, oh, I got money, just start talking, just start talking. And I really, really want to know this aspect of the story, because he flat out takes, um, it's very much the whole vanilla ice, ice, ice baby thing. It's like, he didn't exactly see all little shit, but... It was a very strong floor for him to build <laughs> the Dolomite character. And I kind of was like, okay, so what happened to Hobo? Did he hook him up? I would hope he did, considering he, um, quote, borrowed, unquote, uh, his shit. I, I'm just replaying uh, that whole episode of Sunny in in my head now. Oh, well, Coke. Uh, Coke is this. This is Pepsi. Like, <laughs> like that whole crap Max bit. Like, so I really would have liked to have known about that aspect of the story, because... He just kind of, he takes the stuff, tweaks it just enough, debuts his Dolomite at this club he goes ahead and MCs at, and it's just off to the races from there. So I would have liked a little bit more of a grind from him to him becoming Dolomite, as opposed to him just kind of going there and just kind of taking the crap and it just going from there. I really would have liked a little bit more of that aspect, because he does have to grind once he becomes Dolomite. But just him kind of becoming Dolomite so quick, I kind of was like, oh, I would have liked a, a little more uh, of that, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and the other complaint I have is, uh, dude, I'm just not over it, man. Seeing T.I. in this, thankfully he's not in it a lot, <laughs> but just seeing T.I. is just not a good actor, man. He just, he just isn't. Like, even in this, I mean, he's not terrible, but... They give him some good dialogue. He's this uh, record exec who basically is like, hey, man, and this is kind of a theme of him going, you know, look, this is, you know, I know you want this, but you're you're playing to a very niche audience. And I think for this movie where so many people, you know, from Snoop Dogg to a very limited um, role by Chris Rock to Craig Robinson to uh, Titus Burgess, who I love on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, how everyone else brought it. T.I. really sticks out like a sore thumb, and I really was just like, dude, I'm like, come on, man, like, try a little more. I just watched Rebel Wilson, Jojo Rabbit, and she actually made me laugh a couple times, so what the hell was your excuse? I just, I just thought he was, you know, like, stay out of your daughter's sex life, by the way, perv, but I... Completely fair. But I just, yeah, he, he just, he, he stuck out more to me, especially because of the woman who plays, uh, Lady Reed, who... Oh my god, uh, I'm going to say uh, uh, Devine Joy Phillips. I don't know if this is... Okay, so she's been in a couple things. Oh, she's on... Uh, she's in This Is Us. Or is on This Is Us. Uh, dude, she's amazing, man. She is. She is absolutely incredible. She's on Empire. I'm black, but how do you and I don't watch Empire? <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, I... I don't like shows with flyers, but anyway. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 well, I didn't say who lied. I didn't say who lied. Like, maybe I'm talking about Terrence Howard lying, lying about Robert Downey Jr. You don't know. <laughs> but, you don't know. But, 
But Lady Reed, though, I think for me, that's when the movie really picks up. Because, you know, you get him as Dolomite, you get Rudy's banter with his friends, uh, Jimmy, who's played by Mike Epps. And that was the other thing I was going to bring up. I usually hate Mike Epps and everything he's in. He bugs the shit out of me. I cannot stand Mike Epps. He's one of those black comedians where people go, oh, yeah, Mike Epps is great. And I just kind of look like, really? <laughs> like, like, why is he so... I, I just I he's just, been in a couple things that are okay, but he's not that good. I I I think I think he sucks, man. I, I really do. This is this is the most I've ever liked him in something. To be completely honest, I was like, oh, oh I feel like there was something in the early two thousands I liked him in. Uh, well, we're scrolling through here. Let's see. Uh, I liked it, him in Next Friday. I, I, I he fine. I, I'm just saying, like you know. Probably the most I liked him before this was in, uh, oh, God, I'm trying to think. Okay, he wasn't bad in, in uh, Roll Bounce. I'll give him that. Roll Bounce, he was actually, he was actually all right in that. Um, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins is just some black foolishness. I, I despise that movie. Next Day Air is bad. Uh, lottery Ticket's bad. Uh, let's see. Good God, there's so much bad crap here. Uh, oh yeah, he was Black Doug. I did okay in the Hangover movies. Okay, that is a so this is the first most I've liked him, but that's <laughs> the second most I liked him was as Black Doug. But I don't know, man. But he was goodness. Uh, it, the the big thing with this movie is that the core group of friends is really the driving force, which is you know Eddie Murphy's Rudy, uh, Mike Epps, Jimmy, Craig Robinson's Ben. I love Craig Robinson yep. so much. He's He's basically, I want to be the Craig Robinson of podcasting. Oh my God. <laughs> like, you know, I might, I might start singing on here. You don't know. But but I love Craig Robinson in pretty much everything he's in. So it was really cool to see him in this. And, of course, he's singing because why wouldn't he be? Of course. Uh, speaking of singing, the, the music in here. Oh, yeah. Oh, the soundtrack is just dope. It, it it's it's yeah it's it's lit af as the kids would say lit af as the kids would yeah, say yeah see I'm hip but I but it's the the music is so goodness and I think the big thing I, the big compliment I can give this movie I found myself cheering on Rudy oh, I yeah. I know Dolomite's gonna get me like I know it is but I'm sitting there I'm like okay well it's giving me a little doubt well what. What happens? Is this a Back to the Future thing where someone went in, someone else, <laughs> someone else made Dolomite? In a, <laughs> uh, it, but it, it works so well, and there's a lot of surprisingly dark moments in this. And I'm not just talking about the cast, but, I, but I, <laughs> you know, you know, this film says smelled like cocoa butter, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm not saying anything more, any anything even close to offensive as Dolomite. Did. Oh, I know, I know. I just, I, but there, can, can I talk about one thing that I really oh, love please, about this? Please, please. A man by the name of one Sir Wesley Snipes, dude. Yeah. So as Derville Martin, oh my God, that coke nail was a yeah. sight. Yeah, Did you so, see yeah, that so, nail? Yeah. Oh my God. He was such an arrogant douche. In that, throughout the whole bit, he was hilarious, though. Like, well, I haven't had Wesley Snipes make me laugh like that in a while. Well, I mean, he was great. Well, I mean, too, you know, I was happy that he was in this, too, because it's like, oh, my God, see what happens when you pay your taxes? You can actually work. Like, <laughs> go figure. But Wesley, Wesley Snipes in this movie, you're right, he's such an arrogant asshole, but he's the only one who kind of knows what the fuck they're doing because he's worked on, you know, like, actual movie sets, as he puts it. And I will say, with the way his arc wrapped up, you, you just go, God, what a douchebag. <laughs> like, like he's such a just a pure, genuine jackass that you're actually almost impressed with it right. in, in, in a weird way. Uh <sighs> There's so much about this movie I want to discuss, and I'm trying to just, like, like rein it back. So I want to go back to Eddie Murphy real quick. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Uh, he, they even kind of talk about in the... Uh, in, they even talk about in the movie. Talk about how you know, he's like, I've got a gut. I don't look like... Um, you know, I don't look like the typical uh, Hollywood lead man. And that ends up coming back with Lady Reed, who, dude, when they have a scene later on in the movie where she talks about how grateful she is that he got her 
in this movie because she didn't grow up seeing girls like her. And, dude, that just, that scene just made me go, oh, damn. I was like, okay. Like, I didn't cry. I did not cry. But I got choked up. And, you know, and and I'll be honest, man, that message, that right there, uh, that applies to just black film really in general right now. (laughs) Right now. I mean, we're getting more of it now, thankfully. Uh, Not just from Tyler Perry, which... I'll be nice and not go off, but it but it was a really cool moment and a very human moment in a movie that, as fantastical as it gets, and the, dude, it gets quite <laughs> it, fantastic. Yeah, there, there's a point where they're in a strip club, and I'll even I'll, like so I, I I think I'm I think I've mentioned this on the podcast. I've never gone to a strip club. Don't really have a desire to. Just uh, no no stigma or anything like that. Hustlers kind of killed the strip club for me. I'll be honest, man. Like That's fair, man. Hustlers got had some shit about strip clubs. I went oh, I was like it's like it's like when you find out what hot dogs are made. Of. <laughs> it's, like oh. I, it's, it's like I didn't want to know that. Why you show? Why you peek the peer the curtain all the way back? <laughs> like, why did you stab my ears? Yeah, okay. right, but but. It's it's uh but that's actually a thing in you know in the South where uh, Atlanta especially where strip clubs are kind of like uh, kind of like the coffee shops down there where you can just go down there actually go ahead and make a deal and the fact that it's a strip club people don't even think twice about it so I kind of like that little cultural like uh, kind of prelude as it were I was like oh okay I'm like that's nice I I, I get that. I'm, I'm blanking. I think they say Rudy's from Alabama, I want to say. That I, sounds right. Yeah, and he has a scene where he's yelling at his dad's picture as Dolomite. Yeah. Dude, that scene gave me... And that that's when I went, okay, Eddie Murphy might be back. And I say might be because, you know, Eddie Murphy, he's like that, that ex that cheats on you and says, oh, I learned my lesson. Like, anytime, anytime I'm ready to let Eddie Murphy back in, he makes me, makes me Dave or something like that. So... I hope he's back. I really hope he's back. But this is one of the best performances of his career. Yeah. It, it, it really is. And honestly, this might be the most varied performance of his career. And the reason I say that, you do get you get your singing at Eddie Murphy. You get your dancing at Eddie Murphy. You get your emotional Eddie Murphy. Because the last 45 minutes-ish, he kind of has to put... He's got, he's got to pull out some dramatic stuff, uh, especially near the end when Dolomite actually opens and there's a scene of him and this kid that I thought was just it's a damn good scene. Just just a beautiful cherry on top. I went, Oh yes, that that's amore. <laughs> like that's, that's how you amore. like that's how you do it. But but he you feel his desperation as Rudy because there's that point where you know he don't mind to hit. He's selling record records. He's really kind of like a pro wrestler. He's really kind of hitting the scene and just yep. you know hitting the club each night, just grinding it out, you know. And which makes you more endeared to him more because I mean I know you've been doing the uh, the podcast for a couple years. I have. Uh, 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 we're coming up on year. Oh my god, year five, year six in April. I mean, and it, it's been a grind. But as you know, someone who's somewhat artistic shockingly um i appreciate the grind and the movie doesn't dear you more to him by seeing him go through that grind which i really did appreciate which is where he ends up meeting lady reed anyway but you get to learn more about him in that way and you really are endeared to his hustle and his work ethic he that club he's moonlighting at that club owner but he kind of looked like a like Kingpin Jr. He's just like a big brother. He's just like, <laughs> like, like he's you know he's talking to Rudy. He's just like dude. He's, he, he he just stops just short. going like nigga. Just go do your set and leave me alone. Like Rudy's coming up to him like, hey man, I want to try and do this. And why is my name the Marquis? And he just looks like go away. Five minutes. Like I told you, that's all you get. And he comes in dressed as Dolomite or. Uh, a Mark One version of Goliath, I would say. A Mark One, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got, got or in this case, a Might One. <laughs> yeah, there you, <laughs> there you go. But he, uh, but he comes in dressed as like a, a, an earlier version of Dolomite, and you know he tells him, you know, you look like a pimp. Which he's wearing this like split piece suit, <laughs> green looking suit, which is great by the way. And he goes on stage, tells his jokes. Go, go, does exactly the opposite of what the guy told me. He said, go do your set 
And of course, he starts talking like Dolomite. You know, he's talking. Uh, oh, what's uh? Oh, the, uh, the oh, monkey story. Uh, yeah, about uh, stepping on the monkeys. Uh, about stepping on the monkey's feet. The 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 one part I do remember is uh, talking about a guy's mom doing a hell of a trick, and she got so low she sucked her earthworm stick. Yeah, I remember. I was like, damn. Like I was in here watching it. I went. Whoo! Okay, that's a spicy one. And the movie is filled with stuff like that. If, if dude, I am so, I am mildly terrified that like a ten-year-old black kid is gonna do what I did, like hear some deaf comedy game, like this will be their equivalent. Like, oh, I was like, oh, I'll sit on the playground. It'll be great. Oh and, man. Yeah, and I will tell you if you say anything from this movie. uh... Yeah, dude, I, I could I I couldn't walk into my job and go, oh hey guys, like I got stuff. Oh yeah, that'd go over like a fart in the space. Yeah, too. that'd be really bad. And so yeah, don't don't go out in public and say this shit unless you're at an open mic night. Then you'd probably be fine. Maybe. Maybe. Hopefully. I question that yeah. now myself. Yeah, because I I don't know. Where can you say stuff anymore? <laughs> but, this is true. But that whole set he does gets people going. He. Goes ahead and becomes Dolomite, obviously. And I think where, for me, a lot of the comedy comes in. Because I think this is a really funny movie. But so much of the comedy comes in from them actually making Dolomite. There's a... They end up having a sex scene in the movie. And... and oh, man. Oh, it's a humdinger. So he so he's fucking a white girl, one. Which, I, I you know, I mean... Gold star, I mean. Like, you know... What what every NFL player watches, but, oh. I, but I, what what say? But, but the sex scene is so incredibly absurd, but it's so wonderfully brilliant. And I remember that scene in the movie because I didn't know what Dolomite was until I watched it with OJ here. I had no idea what I was expecting, and then you know just a sex scene from nowhere, multiple actually. Yeah, uh, that might be the second one, but. Yeah, don't like it's down quite a bit, but it it's such a funny scene and the way it's filmed, uh, it really mirrors what it happens in the actual movie, which is a trip when you see it side by side because they do a little bit of that. They uh, do like uh, near the uh, in, in the credits, which I thought was great. One guy I want to talk about who we haven't touched on is a Keegan Michael uh, Keegan Michael Key, who of course you know part of Key and Peele. Uh, his friend is doing kind of well for himself. And King has done really well for himself. Yeah. Which I'm... I mean, he was in that John Cena movie playing with fire. So if I meet <laughs> him, I'm gonna... I'm like, come on, man. Like, I know you're better than that. But he's really good in this. He's he kind of a... So he runs like a like a like a theater troupe, I almost say, isn't it? Yeah, or, he's the he's the guy who like writes the script essentially. That's right. Yeah. So I remember he writes the script. But I think he's like running some sort of theater troupe troop or something like that. Like, but. He is interesting because he wants to, like, he wants to go ahead and, like, portray messages and really kind of get down to the nitty-gritty. And if you go back and watch Dolomite, which I did, you actually can see Jerry's influence. Yep. As far as, like, you know, corrupt cops and stuff like that. And you go, oh, there's actually some surprising social commentary. Because I think so many people will take this at face value and just go, this is insane and, you know, there's gunfights and random, you know, kung fu and all that. But And it is insane with random kung fu. Yeah, but there is a shocking amount of social stuff there if you just if you just dig slightly deeper yeah. beyond the uh, very hilarious <laughs> uh, exterior that it gives you. Um, I got to throw it to you, man, as we kind of wrap up. I mean, any, any complaints about this? Um, the only... Let's see. I mean, that's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> I don't really have many. Um, I don't know if I have really any at all. The... I, there's so much of it to like. I... Nah, man. I don't really have any complaints with this. Fair enough. Um, at least none that I could think of. Okay. Um, because I enjoyed it from start to finish. Yeah. Like, it was just straight up fun. Like, I, I, I hope Eddie Murphy is back as well. I agree yeah. with you in the sense of, like, this is a good sign. Yeah. But it makes me feel safer for coming to America, too. Yeah. Than Saturday Night Live. I'm still really worried about that. Saturday Night Live is going to be very telling. Yeah. Because I think, I think if he knocks a, knocks a home run 
on that, people are, people do sell down, kind of go like, okay, but if that's bad. And let's keep in mind, I think the other thing that people, I mean, it's a little unfair, but tis the world. So many people's last opinion of of Eddie Murphy was that really awkward Saturday Night Live thing yep. he had that uh, that appearance he had. So I'm I'm a little worried. I'll be the first to admit, but I'll be watching when it comes out. I'll be like, okay, let's see. Would it be now? I'll tell you. This is what I I kind of almost half expect to happen. Okay, and this would suck. I do not want this to happen, but I'm saying this is like a half prediction here in the sense of don't be surprised. Okay. Don't be surprised if Eddie Murphy just does the monologue. Okay. And the cast does everything else. Oh, that would be so sad. Oh, I don't want that at all. Don't be surprised. Oh, God. Oh, I really hope that's not true. Um, oh yeah, I was gonna say too, Snoop Dogg's in here as a DJ, and man, Snoop, you know, I hope I can be Snoop Dogg when I grow up, because Snoop Dogg is just living his best life, man. I think Snoop Dogg's so high, he doesn't even know where he is. <laughs> They're just like, reading lines, like, alright, like, alright, uh, for shizzle my nip. No, just, just, just have a conversation, we don't care. <laughs> like, Eddie will walk you through it. I would listen to a radio station with him as the DJ. Oh, I would too. I would too, absolutely. Hell yeah. But... Snoop Dogg's actually even good in this. Like, like as as high as he clearly is. But, I don't know, man. Everyone really did bring it here. And while I got a few complaints here and there, um, the ending to this movie really gave it a strong bump for me. Yeah. Uh, the whole premiere and going to the premiere... Because again, I didn't, I didn't know. I wasn't around <laughs> when this came out. So when there is that tension of them going to the premiere, it is like, oh well, is there going to be anyone there? What's going to happen? Like, did they have to grind more? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they just tweak and make little adjustments on to keep you in suspense. And I think the movie does a really great job of that. Uh, the director of it, and I am completely blanking on the director. Oh, that's uh, Craig Brewer. Thank you. Uh, he went ahead and did uh, Hustle and Flow, and I really like Hustle and Flow. He also did Katy Perry, Part of Me, which, you know, what are you going to do? Neither thing can be great, but... Uh, he was a screenwriter for Legend of Tarzan. Huh. Oh, well, yeah. No, oh, he directed Footloose. Oh, well, that's a that's, that's uh And Black Snake Moan. Okay, I actually really like Black Snake Moan quite a bit, so that's... Huh, go go figure. Uh, hmm. Uh, in the, I'm not even going to try this guy's last name, Larry, I'm going to go... Karaszewski? Karaszewski, I'll go with. Yeah. Like so that. he did, he's done, he's done a couple movies that are very interesting. So he's a screenwriter on Problem Child 1 and 2. Classics. <laughs> Which I, I like Problem Child 1 and 2. Uh, I fully acknowledge that 2 is insane. I like, the first one's better. Anyways, he was a screenwriter on Man on the Moon. And Ed Wood and the People vs. Larry Flint. Uh, both movies I really enjoy. Yeah. And the first Agent Cody Banks is actually really good. The second one is absolutely dog shit. But uh, 1408. I like 1408. Uh, he did Goosebumps. Okay, he's done a lot of stuff I actually like. Uh, huh, go figure. But this is a this is just another great role. Uh Writing credit for him. He, he did a great job with this. Yep. Uh, the movie's got enough jokes to keep you going. But then, oh my god, he looks like a he looks like a handsome Toby Keith. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Craig Brewer. Uh, Craig, oh, Craig Brewer, pardon me. <laughs> but he does look like a handsome Toby Keith. But, uh, but this movie, though, man, uh, wrapping up for me, while I don't really have any complaints... I just don't know if I can go fan-fucking-tastic on it, so I'm going to give this a solid A+. It's just a step below, and honestly, my mind could change. Um, this is going to be... I'm going to say it'll be top 10, but I've still got a lot of crap to watch, so it could drop out, but for right now, this will be my top 10. I, I really, really enjoyed this, and Eddie Murphy damn sure deserves a uh, uh, an Oscar nomination. But I will say, too... And I hope they kind of follow up on this. Uh, uh, Divine, uh, uh, sorry, yeah, Divine Joy Randolph. She really. I hope they push for best supporting actress with her. I I agree. Because I thought she was like there. So many of the emotional uh, cruxes of this movie, and so many of the emotional moments involve her. Their initial meeting 
it, it's really interesting to see how Rudy, you know, meets her in this bar, and he's talking, he, I think he calls her cute, I'll say the first time they meet, and she goes, you know, yeah, you look at me up and down, you know, I'm not cute, which... Which is just a really like it shows her her state of her state of mind. Yeah, you know, and it, and it really does hurt you because you're like you know there's there's no, there, you know there there there's no limit or weight or whatever on like what's beautiful. Just seeing her that downtrodden like actually kind of hurt like kind of hurt my chest a little bit if I'm being honest. Yeah. So so seeing where she starts where she ends up, I love her, like her journey as much as I like Rudy. So. Uh, you know what? I just talked myself into it. Fan fucking desk. Like, I, just, <laughs> I, I was sitting here talking about. I'm like, no, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 despite my few gripes, man, this this was just such a just such a surprise. I think that's part of it too. Because um, if people were saying, oh, it's it's great, you know, Eddie, Eddie Murphy, I'm like, I don't believe you. Because <laughs> you're probably the same people who said American Hustle is good. Uh, so I'm just like, eh, but. I thought this was great. So, yeah. Fan-fucking-tastic for me. Uh, OJ, final thoughts? Great. Uh, Fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, that's where... Yeah, man. I, I, I dug the shit out of this. As a big fan of Dolomite, this is a lot of uh, fun to watch. Um, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I would love a full, flat-out flat remake of Dolomite featuring all these people. I'd watch it. Um, oh, hell yeah. Just for, like, a... It'd be that would be like the ultimate badass like Blu-ray extra to yeah. like include a full-on version of Dolomite done with Eddie Murphy and cast. Um, God, they could have filmed it all at the same time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, shit, without they... the shots, man. Um, but yeah, I uh, I was I was really shocked at how good Eddie Murphy is in this. Um, yeah. I was really shocked at everybody being as good as they are, but like. Um, I, I questioned whether he could really pull something like this off again. Um, and it's a taste, a little bit of a taste of his delirious days and, you know, like in terms of some of the language. I mean, he hasn't really, since the Shrek movies, he hasn't been really a, uh, four-letter word runner as much as he used to be. So, you know, I'm talking, you know, like in terms of yeah, the movies no, he puts out, no, like you're he, right. he went real family friendly oh, there for dear. a while. Yeah, hey, that pays that pays well. It does. Yeah. But so this this was a uh, nice surprise in that regard and that rumor's true man about, you know, the million dollars a minute. Uh, oh yeah. Stand-up special for Netflix. Man, uh, what would he talk about for an hour? I don't know, man. I so you just made me think of Daddy Day Camp when you said family friendly, and I was like, oh god, he did do that. He did do that. Yeah, it's a really bad movie. It <laughs> I, is. I really hate Daddy Day Camp. The second one's actually worse. Yeah. Yeah, a girl all seeing at the time, her kid put it on one night, and I was. I remember just being like, God, I was like, God, this won't work out. <laughs> <laughs> this won't work out at all. God, yeah, this kid has bad taste in movies. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> dumb kid. But, I, <laughs> but <laughs> did she hear that? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think I just thought it because, <laughs> yeah. But oh God, Daddy's Daddy's almost oh, said Daddy's home. That's not right, Daddy Day Camp. But yeah, man, hope this hope this is. A start of an upward swing for him. Uh, I will say the the picture he posted with uh, like Chris Rock and Martin Lawrence and uh, Will Smith. That picture recently, he did not look happy. <laughs> yeah, did. with uh, Arsenio Hall as yeah. well. Yeah, like, that was. Yeah, he did not look because I mean because Coming to America Two was filming next door to Bad Boys Three. That's right. Yeah, Bad Boys for Life. And I'm just gonna say to Eddie uh, and. You know, I, I know you're listening, but <laughs> you really need to take this chance, second chance seriously and don't be frowning and shit. Like, seriously, like, I, and I'm saying this as a fan, take this seriously. Like, be grateful that people are kind of going like, oh, all right. So, zip it. Just, come on, brother. <laughs> like, like, take advantage of this. So, I, I mean, I, I do question if we really do need, like, a Beverly Hills Cop Four. Yeah, I'm no, more. In, I'm more interested in a Coming to America Two. Okay, because just of like how America was viewed, man. Like yeah. if, you, if you think about it, like granted it's in, in jest and comedy and everything, but it's still insightful in certain ways. And I'm real curious to see how Coming to America Two goes for that very reason with how things have 
progressed or went sideways or backwards, however you want to view it. But but I don't feel that way about fucking... Uh, Fair Hills Cop 4. Yeah. And also, too, I do want to say this. I don't really want triplets either. Yeah, I don't. I'm not super crazy about that idea. Yeah. So, folks at home, in case you don't know what triplets is, that is supposed to be the sequel to Twins. Yeah. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, with both of them reprising their roles, and Eddie Murphy being their long lost third triplet. Yeah. I just don't. It, it's the sequel that is so beyond unnecessary. It's not even funny. Yeah. Like, I'm not opposed to seeing Arnold and Danny DeVito working together again. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's unnecessary to uh, go ahead and make a sequel off something that people like, you know? Like, you don't want to ruin the magic. Um, sorry, I was talking, I was reading my DC notes, I apologize. But, oh. uh, but, but, uh, <laughs> but I digress. Oh, that hurts. I, you know, I'm right. <laughs> it still hurts. Yeah, I know, but... I know. But look, guys. I like, like that at all. Yeah, hey, we're getting a Joker sequel. You know what? Yeah, I don't I, want that either. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. Maybe it'll be good. I, like, you know, man, like, there's. Uh, not everything needs a sequel, and Joker does not need a sequel. And I saw the movie three fucking times yeah. in theaters. Yeah. I, you know, like, I love the film, but it does not need a sequel. Now, and I, I told OJ the moment they had that opening weekend, I was like, dude, there's a sequel coming. And, I know, I and, know. And, you know, o, OJ, you know, be, be, being of sound smart, being of sound mind, like, they don't need a sequel. I'm like, I agree with you, but I'm telling you, we're getting one. I Here's the thing, and I'll, and I'll say it, I'll say this, this as we kind of wrap up. If you're going to go full Joker, he has to fight someone. And that's the problem. The rumor is that for Joker 2, the Batman that they're going to have is Bradley Cooper. That is a rumor right now. Now, uh, now here's where you get into the whole, well, if Joker's, you know, the current age he is now and Bruce is like 10, then how did Joker 2? Like, like, I'll be honest, guys, and, and I never thought I would say this. I will give DC a pass if they just say something in uh, Christ for Crisis on Infinite Earths, which starts this week. I want to say. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, th- I think it starts next Sunday. But if they just say something in Crisis where they go, oh man, like like oh everything you know is like merged together or whatever. Like what else could have been changed? If they just do, do some very simple line like that just to give them the out to go well look it all combined and multiple universes like if they did something like that i'd go you know what fine like, i i mean to me that's where it feels like it's going yeah with all the stuff they've been laying through to kind of do thread a needle or uh to have a thread go through many different needles um because i mean they're, they're gonna have a michael keaton reference in there um, I, I mean, just as for instance, you know, I mean, God, everybody's coming back for this motherfucker, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, Brandon Routh, though. Oh, so excited for that. Like I said, I hope it's good, but yeah, DC just, again, the moment that that movie opened with what it did, I went, yep, sequel. It was like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if we need one or not. We don't. But I, I don't know. Like I said, I did not love Joker as much as some people did, but I didn't, you know, wish death on it like like a lot of people. I'm like, guys, like it's it's a good movie for great performance. Like, I just don't love it. But Joaquin's amazing in it, so as long as Joaquin's coming back, then at least it could be okay. At least. <laughs> so what if? Okay, I pose I pose a theory okay. to you. Okay. So in the comics. Yeah. So there's the whole three Jokers thing, right? Yes. What if this Joker? The Joaquin mm. ends up kind of like training a new Joker to kind of add a little credence to that theory, but also give you plausible way for him to die and still have the Joker carry on. Because how many times should the Joker have died? Yeah, I, I know, but I, 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 I'm just saying maybe. So I'll be honest. I, I read. Up on the whole three jokers thing, I just think it's I think it's a stupid idea. I don't. Oh, like it I at didn't all. say it was a good idea, but I mean, 
That's I'm just saying if you're looking for continuity yeah. in, in a comic and things like that, I'm merely just putting that out there into the universe. I mean, that's a fair point. I hate that that's a fair point, but that is a fair point. And maybe that's the way you have to go with it. Maybe you have to pull something like that to justify Joaquin coming back. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, hell, just say that another Batman came over from another Earth and that's why he's there. Just just do that. Yeah, there you go, DC. There, I just came you out. Just say Batman, whoever from Earth 61619, Ray Mysterio's Earth, whatever. Just like. Now, unless they unless they have the Joker kind of go try to take over some like organized crime family, yeah, like go with like the Falcons or something, something like that. Like yeah, that. like kind of like a evil versus evil sort of thing. Yeah, and not necessarily make him anti-hero, but you kind of, I mean, kind of have to. I don't know. Like, there's villains fighting villains, so you want like a Suicide Squad movie? You know what I mean? I mean... <laughs> I wish you guys could see the face of the looking at me right now. Oh, God, I hate that movie so much. Yeah, it's not oh, good. God. But, hey, here, here's the hoping... I, I, you know, I will review Crisis with you. I'm because, down. Because, look, and I'll just say this, I, and, I, and I, God, I feel like this is like my apology tour whenever DC thing comes out. Look, I want Crisis to be good. Not just so I don't have DC fans tweet at me talking about how much I suck, but as someone who enjoys Crisis... And has put in his time with DC shows. I actually watched, let's see, I watched Arrow till season five, and after the whole racial goal shit, I just went, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of out. Uh, I stuck with Supergirl for three seasons, but as much as I'm not a fan of our current president, even it got a little too like Trump sucks having like guys like, like you know, it's a Supergirl show, right? And Bringing on Superman, I thought it was just unnecessary. But, yeah, but, same. But that's a whole other thing. And Batwoman. I'm two episodes behind, but what I've seen so far, I have not been impressed with. So I hope that with Brandon Ralph coming back as Superman, yeah. Which, by the way, he got so much, he got so much crap for Superman Returns, unfairly, might I add. Uh, my problems with that are the script, not his portrayal. But I'm a huge Brandon Ralph fan. He's great on, he was great on Chuck. He's great in Scott Pilgrim. Brandon Ralph is just awesome. I just love that dude. And he's great on Legends of Tomorrow. So I'm really happy he's getting a chance to come back and be Superman. Uh, I'm happy Kevin Conroy's getting to play Bruce Wayne actually in person for once, which, good for him. Yeah. You know, and the amount of Easter eggs I think is going to be just ridiculous, but that's my biggest concern, is that it's just going to be Easter Egg Fest 2019. So hopefully they can... Weave a good narrative through there. I'm hoping so too. And tie everything up. And uh, I mean, hey, props just for the attempt on this because they're connect. They're attempting to connect everything si- pretty yeah, much. Yeah, like basically from God. When did one of one come on? Like it's like 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 sixties, seventy seven. So they're trying to connect roughly. Let's just say let's just conservatively say fifty years of media roughly. Uh, from their TV shows on, basically, and comics and all that, together. That's ambitious as hell. So I don't give credit just on the attempt. Just like Evil Knievel. Uh, but, <laughs> but if they fuck this up, I'm going to be the first one to go, guys, they fucked it up. So, cross my fingers. Please, please don't fuck this up. Please make my life easier. And uh, knock this out of the park. So, go on. Good crisis. We'll see. But uh, We will see. We will see. Yeah, I think I, I believe it starts next week. I want to say, um, you know, I'm gonna Google that real quick as we wrap up here. But uh, OJ, tell the people where uh, they can find you. Yeah, you can find me and my uh, tag team partner KJ on uh, Twitter at KJ and OJ spelled out. That is KJ A N D O J. Um, our show is called On the Fly. You can find us on SoundCloud. My personal Twitter is at the O to the J. You can also find me on Twitch at Twitch.tv backslash o to the j that is all with a number two in there perfect and it is next sunday so next sunday starts so it should start with uh batwoman and supergirl so i'll i'll be watching those monday yeah i'll uh yeah let me know i i'm down i'm down perfect i uh i'm so excited for brandon Rao. i i can't even begin to express like yeah oh we both freaked out when we saw uh 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 oh my god why am i blanking on the name of superman uh, not Red Dawn Superman. Uh, 
Oh, Kingdom Come? Thank you. Yeah. 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 We, we both thought we were like, oh, shit. Like, okay. He looks fantastic. And he's basically, like, got to point out to people, he's basically Superman Prime in the sense, like, he's Reeves Superman. Yeah. Because the official canon is Superman Returns, the sequel to Superman 2. So bringing Brandon Ralph back is the, bringing back the same Superman as Christopher Reeve. Uh, first off, R.I.P. to Christopher Reeve. Um, secondly, Superman was the first superhero movie I ever saw. And I think it's... And look, I understand... Like, it holds up? I understand it's better Superman stuff's come out and all that. But really gotta give uh, Christopher Reeve some props, man. I think, I think he's very uh, unfairly... Um, over uh, overlooked uh, as far as his portrayal as uh, as Clark Kent. Obviously, the script is not great at points, but his acting in it, he he put everything into that man. I give yeah. I, I give him a lot of credit for that. It, it, at a point, and I think too, just with where we are with superheroes, there's a there's a fucking cloak and dagger show for for fuck's sake. Like there, there there's so much superhero media there right is. now. But back then, there was nothing, and that was a risk back then. Now you know. We got Aquaman movie for fuck's sake. I, you know what I mean? So. I do. I do. But, it, hey, I mean, it's it's awesome to see, like, that's the continuity they're sticking to. Agreed. Like, bringing that in. So, I mean, I'm personally stoked. I, I'm really stoked for that alone. Yeah. Uh, and, and as someone who is a Superman fan, uh, despite the fact he is the hardest character to write in comics, don't at me, um, I... I am very curious on how Superman's going to be portrayed. The fact that they're tying in Smallville, I'm like, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a trip to see Tom yeah. Welling come back. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting. So we'll uh, we'll see. We will see. But uh, you can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. You can follow Colin on Twitter at the Real O'Neill. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple, and you can go ahead and find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, uh, Stitcher Radio, uh, Radio, and Spotify at the Real Pineapple. And guys, please don't forget to check out our sponsor, uh, Stadgeist Design, uh, Stadgeist.studio, pardon me, on Instagram. That's S-T-A-D-T-G-E-I-S-T dot studio. And use that code REALP2019 for 10% off your order. You are welcome. Guys, this upcoming week, um, actually the next couple weeks because it's a lot coming out. We'll have a review up for Just Mercy. We'll have a review for Marriage Story, the happiest movie of the year. And, uh, <laughs> dude, I'm halfway through Marriage Story. It is rough, man. Not not in a bad way, but it is a, it is a bummer of a movie. Uh, we'll have a review up for the Irishman, which uh, I, I dude, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna have to sit down Friday night or Saturday morning. It's it's three hours and thirty minutes. I'm like, fuck, that's so Scorsese. Get an editor, you asshole. Like, Seriously, it's like, dude, and and I would just like to point out that the de aging technology used that's something that Disney's been using. So, but but I'll, I'll but I'll save that for the review of the Irishman. And uh, we'll have a review up as well for, and I have to re-rent this because of you, Goober. Cool, uh, cool as eyes. I have to re-rent that because the rental ran out. So I have to re-rent Cool as eyes. So we know I you're making like 30 cents off me. You're welcome. But, but we are reviewing that. Cool as eyes. God help me. Yeah, that's a Vanilla Ice movie, by the way. Oh, I've know. seen it. I've seen it, folks. The Riff Tracks version is hilarious. Yeah, I you know I might watch that as I go to bed tonight. But uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good week.